Hey guys, Michael here. Normally I don't say something at the top of the show before it actually starts, but I thought I should warn you, this one has about 20 minutes of Jess and I talking about COVID-19, which in the year 2020, at the time this episode releases, is a pretty timely topic, and most people are tired of hearing it, and there's probably no reason for us to actually have talked about it on the show, but we did, and we spent a long time talking about it, so if you want to skip that, your, our feelings will not be hurt. If you want to skip to about, I think it's about 18 and a half, 19 minutes into the episode, uh, then you will miss all that juicy COVID talk that is probably of no use to anyone. But we left it in just because somebody may want to hear it, especially if they're listening to it now. Mm, who knows? Maybe it's interesting to somebody. But if you're like me, you're probably tired of hearing it. And I don't even know why we talked about it. But you're welcome to listen. Uh, just... Just listen like you normally would, but if you want to skip it, by all means, about 18 and a half, 19 minutes, maybe even 20 minutes, somewhere in there, skip on in, and then you'll still get an hour's worth of good game talk. You'll just miss out on something you probably don't want to listen to anyways. Anyways, so there it is. This is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube and the Atari 1700 Game by Game podcast, and you are listening to the podcasting pride of the Smoky Mountains, the Two Dudes in a Nest, with your hosts, Dude Michael and Dude Justin. <laughs> Justin. What's up, man? How's that uh, quarantine haircut going? It's going, man. You know, just uh, letting it letting it ride. Yeah. I actually got it. a haircut, like, right before, like, all this stuff kind of started hitting. I did, too, so, fortunately you know. enough, you know. Yeah. I ain't going to let so, that COVID, I ain't going to let that COVID hang, hang me down. That's what the, uh, that's what one of my coworkers said the other day. The COVID, <laughs> the COVID ain't gonna hang him down. I saw this joke. I think it was on Twitter. It was like, um, or Facebook one. It was like, in you know, in other parts of the country, they call you know, they either say coronavirus or COVID. In the South, we say that thing that's going on. <laughs> you know that thing going around. Yeah, that thing going around. <laughs> that's um, funny. Uh, guess the what? biggest thing for me, no chicken butt. Yeah, thank you. Okay, sorry. Good. What? Uh, really though, just we just we, you can you can continue in just a second. We can continue to talk about the hot topic of uh, the COVID nineteen. But first, I need to say that we are two dudes in an S, and tonight we are talking about Holy Diver uh, for the NES. <laughs> Actually, for the Famicom, but we'll get into that in the history, I'm sure. Anyways, yeah. So very topical. Um, I'm going to go ahead and blame the COVID-19 on the fact that we haven't released a podcast in over a month. Even though we said we were coming back, then all of a sudden COVID shows up and, you know. Yeah. But go ahead and finish your but, thought. Sorry. I was just going to say the best best thing that happened to me pre-quarantine was bought a Switch, which is the best thing to have for quarantine, Oh, yeah. Right? That's right. Have you have you told everybody that yet on the no, pod? No, I okay. didn't have it on the last pod, so. Yeah. Got it on, yeah. So, uh, it, um, I really like it. I mean, it's just the fact that you can play, like, the game anywhere 
is right. awesome. But I do have to say I, I agree with Nick Stevens on uh, – Super Mario Odyssey being one of my top 10 games of all time. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wish I still had, it's, that, had that recorded somewhere. It's, like it is it. such a good game. There's so much to it. There's like so much. I know. Uh, and you've, you've had to play through it twice now, right? Didn't you tell me something happened to your first playthrough? <laughs> yeah, I got uh, my, my uh, game got deleted. I think I had like, it was about halfway through. I, I want to say I was like, I don't remember how many moons I had, but about halfway through the levels. And then it got deleted inadvertently. Somehow one of the, one of the children did it, but then I've got, (laughs) I've gotten all the way to the end now. So So have you beaten it? I am at Bowser. I have not beaten it yet. That's a really fun battle. Really fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh but there's just so much to the game, like they've added so many elements, like more so than any other Mario game. Um it's just crazy. Yeah, it's it is pretty crazy. Have you played it two player yet? Have you had one of your daughters be the hat? A couple a couple of times. Um but that's what's that's what's impressed me is how good they are at gaming. Now um my, I have a daughter that's about eight to nine, which I expected her to be pretty good, but I'm really impressed with my five-year-old. But I'll tell you what's nice about for like the five-year-old is that the Super Mario Odyssey has the, the assist mode, where it basically just kind of points where you should go, Yeah, which is pretty helpful. That's cool. So, I haven't tried that. Yeah. It's basically, it doesn't tell you what to do. It just gives you an arrow, like which direction you should be going. So that's cool. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, cause I, I get easily lost in games, so I'm not a five year old yeah. or anything, but when it comes to games, I technically am sometimes. And then we got, we got Mario party as well, which is a fun game. I mean, it's just kind of what you expect from a Mario party game. Just a bunch of mini games that are a lot of fun. That's one uh, of the few Nintendo games that I haven't, that I didn't, I was on a, I was on a spree there for a while when I first got my switch I would basically just every Nintendo published game that would come out, I would get it, and then mm-hmm. I, I realized that that was kind of wasteful of me because I would get them and I would play them for a little bit, and I wouldn't. So it's like you know I was spending money that I probably should have been spending on games that, although most all the Nintendo published games are great, it was like stuff like Arms and stuff is what kind of got got me down. Mm-hmm. Is the games that actually weren't, you know, they weren't incredible. They were just me. Uh, so I quit. Yeah. So I haven't it for a while. But so Mario Party is one that I—that's one of the few that I actually did not uh, pick up. Yeah, in it's it's fun. I was trying to find a multiplayer game to buy when I first got it. To, like that we could all play. That the girls would be that would be you know simple enough for the girls to play, and they really enjoy it. So um, it's a lot of fun to play multiplayer. I don't, it's not, a, I don't even, I haven't even tried to play it single player and I don't think I would because, you know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's probably not that much fun. Uh, yeah. Single player. I doubt it. You guys could also, but, uh, whenever you, in, whenever you're in the mood to like be angry at each other and fight, uh, you could always grab the old Smash Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get that. And, my my middle daughter who loved 
they all loved Mario Kart on the Wii U. I've been, you know, I, I had this conversation with you off the air about how I'm so mad about having to buy the same game again. Yeah. Even though Mario Kart 8 is like one of the best games really ever. I mean, it's such a good game. But it's like, I've already bought this game once. I don't want to have to buy it again. Did you buy the DLC, though, whenever you bought it on Wii U? What do you because mean? Because there was downloadable content that you could buy in addition to the game on Wii U that is included in the one for the Switch. Like, you can, no. play, you can play as Link from Zelda, and you can... There's a couple other character, new characters, new new levels. So no, I didn't. There's new stuff. Yeah. There's new stuff waiting for you whenever you do actually decide to bite the bullet. There's a battle mode too. Did you know? I think they added that strictly for the Switch version. The one, the mode where I'm, you get to I'm, shoot at the shoot the balloons. Yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna get it, but it's just it pains me. <laughs> yeah, I you know. know. I, I totally understand, but it's exciting. You're gonna have to give you have to give a friend code, uh, so we can all be your friend. But make sure your know, daughters get their own get their own profile started up. That way, you, they're not deleting your stuff anymore. Right, right. And you can restrict them um, from playing all those uh, M-rated games that you have on the Switch. You know, <laughs> all those adults-only games. Can I? I will say this. Speaking of which, like. The eShop is such a total rabbit hole. There's so much content on the eShop. <laughs> like, you will just... I don't even know how you choose, like, what games to play. Just, yeah, there's so much. Know. Like, I went on there, just... I, I got some... Uh, my birthday was in March. And I got, like, a eShop code or whatever for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went on there, and I... It was just, you're right, it's just a rabbit hole. I, like, I had, I think it was like $45 to spend, right? And so, mm-hmm. uh, I just went on there, and it's just like, game after game after game. I couldn't decide, so I just started, I just worked my way down through, like, the cheapest guns first. So, like, you can, there's some that are a penny, and there's some that are $0.10. Cents, and so you, I'm buying yeah. those. Those are worthless games most of the time. They're just, like, junk shovelware, but they're $0.10. Cents. What, I mean, what are you going to do, you know? Need yeah, to play for the and long. you just buy. Except some of them, I've just bought and just never. I haven't even played. <laughs> yeah, me too. They're <laughs> like, <laughs> just throwing money away. Yeah, I don't know. It's just that's an ingenious thing. So, um, but yeah, uh, so I'm actually speaking of coronavirus. I'm actually off the next two weeks because. It was basically, we have like mandated vacation time that we have to take or we lose it. And like the, the ACGME is like the governing body, which is like, says you have to have this much time off. Um, has like, I had two weeks that I had to take. And I knew that like, with this whole coronavirus thing coming down and that I probably would lose it. So I'm just taking the next two weeks off. So basically just taking it off right before it's supposed to hit here where I'm at. So we get a lot of playing in over yeah. the next two weeks. Nice. I uh, I am working from home, which is really, really kind of unusual. Uh, I've never never really done that before. And now that uh, this coronavirus thing is here, you know, it's hit. But the problem with working from home, anybody out there who's done it before, 
uh, if, if, if you're transitioning to it, I've found that I'm working longer hours and working harder during those hours. I don't know if it's because I'm just trying to prove that I'm not slacking off or, or, <laughs> or if I'm, if I'm just afraid that if I don't work hard, then they're always going to think I'm working. I don't know what, I don't know what's going through my head, but like the first week, uh, I was working for my, I've been, this be, I just did two weeks. It's been two weeks now. And so the first week, I think I worked, it was like 11 hours the first day and then like nine and a half hours the second day. And they were, it was like way harder than I would have been working at work. Cause like at work, maybe every now and then I would take a break, get up, stretch my legs, go get some coffee, talk to somebody. Right. Uh, right, right. at home I'm here by myself. The coffee is only about two steps away. So I just go get some coffee, come sit right back down and get right back to work. <laughs> and yeah. so now coming into this, the second week, I've, I've kind of started to figure it out in order for me to really break away. I have to like get up, I have to go outside. Fortunately, the weather's been nice. So I have to get out, go outside, go for a walk, go for a run, something. Otherwise, I'll just sit here at my computer all day and just work, 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 which is, I guess it's good for the company, right? But it's it's not good for my sanity. Well, you know, me and you were just, we were just talking about this uh, before we uh, started recording. And, you know, Adam Carolla said it. He was like, how, how long before we really figure out that a lot of this stuff, um, uh, we could have just been doing from home anyway. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I mean, there was, you know, all these like medical conferences have been canceled because of it. Um, you know, for over the past few months, like I was supposed to go to one in June, which has now been put off into October. And it's like, and somebody said on Twitter is like, when are we going to realize that a lot of these meetings could have just been done as emails? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, especially conferences like that have always been held during flu season and stuff. I mean, you know, like the wintertime conferences. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to have that. I mean, really? I mean, I don't really know what I think about the current situation we're in as far as how sickly people are compared to normal yearly sicknesses and stuff. I, I'm not even going to get into that, but uh, just in general, it's probably not a good idea to gather a whole bunch of people together and the peak no. of sick season, you know? And we know the reason I think that, you know, the reason this virus is hitting people so hard is because it's just a virus that people, that humans haven't been exposed to, right? It's a, it's a, it's an animal virus that has been mixed with enough that has crossed over to the, to humans and has essentially adapted to us. And so it hits us hard because we have zero natural immunity to it. But, but the, re but the reason I bring that up is because you're right, especially until we get a vaccine towards this. I mean, there's no going back to really just like, you know, <laughs> when is the point where you can say just go back to normal? Because there is no, there is no, there's not going to be a status going back to status quo, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's not like this thing's going to go away. Fortunately, we'll probably develop like a herd immunity type of thing to it. And maybe next year it'll just be another flu, but for now, it's like, you know, what do you do? Here's the problem with that, though, because social distancing and things, while it, yes, I think it's good because it, it keeps our health systems from being overwhelmed. Because if our health systems get overwhelmed, like they are in, you know, northern Italy and likely going to be in, in New York in the next weeks or so, um, 
if the healthcare system gets overwhelmed, then people will needlessly die. People that could have survived will die because the resources will be so limited. But the but the problem with social distancing, what you do is is you limit your herd, herd immunity. Yeah. Is because you actually decrease the amount of people who are getting exposed. So every time you loosen the social distancing, the actually the infections will go up, right? Mm-hmm. So you're delaying the herd immunity meaning that things can't get back to normal until herd immunities which herd immunity if you if by the rate we're going probably won't exist until the vaccines widely available yeah which is scary as it may be a, a year away probably yeah uh, I will be curious to see what I, is it Sweden? Uh, I think it's, somebody's just saying like, no, we're not social distancing. I'll be curious to see how that that works. There's some country somewhere it's like we're not doing any of this stuff. Just if you're older or you think you're one of the ones that might be sick by it, then stay home. Otherwise, just y'all do whatever. Just be smart. And so I wonder how that's. I'll be curious to see how that works out. I don't think that you're would breaking work up there. Oh, I said, I just saying like, is, I think it's Sweden maybe or somewhere that they're saying don't social distance. They're saying just go about your business. But if you're at, at risk, you may want to think about not going out. And then yeah. uh, so I'm curious to see how that's going to work out. Of course, that couldn't ever I, work in America, but I am curious how that will play out. It's uh, The problem is, is, is that... We don't know yet that young people are completely insusceptible, and 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 we've seen that kind of plan out. Maybe in New York, is that the CDC came out with a warning all this past week? It said, "Hey, actually, younger people are getting affected more than we thought." The problem was is we were using data that came from China, which there's been a lot of. There's been a lot of things come in the next in the last week or so that have probably shown us that the data that China produced is not true, yeah. <laughs> in the least. Um, so maybe young people aren't as you know it was kind of produced as this. Oh, young people are not susceptible at all, um, but. That may not be the case. In fact, you know, we're we're seeing quite a bit of young people. Now, here's the thing, though. New York had a, a lot of young people that got hospitalized early. But actually, the discharges from hospitalizations have been astronomical. So it means that a lot of these people are getting better. Um, yeah. Anyway, why don't we talk about... You know, holy holy. yeah, you want to talk about holy ever? <laughs> I might have to go back at the beginning of this episode and be like, if you don't want to listen to, uh, if you're listening to this in 2020 and you're interested in uh, COVID 19 talk, then go ahead and stick around. Otherwise, skip to about 20 minutes in and then you'll get to really listen to uh, the, the podcast you came here for. All right. So, in that case, uh, do you got any uh, history for us? Oh, yeah. Okay. Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. Holy Diver. Which Japanese actually translate to Hepburn? Like Catherine Hepburn? 
Maybe. Yeah. It's a 1989, actually just Japanese game that was developed by Irem, that we've talked about in the past. It was released on April 28th, so timely, 1989, so about 31 years ago. Uh, and was originally slated to be released for the NES in North America and even had a uh, preview for the game in Electronic Gaming Monthly but never got released outside of Japan for really unknown reasons. Um, The game was based loosely on uh, heavy metal uh, album by Dio, uh, Holy Driver, but while it had many character of the names are, are related to heavy metal, it had actually no official tie-in to um, Dio or any heavy heavy metal band. Uh, which was really was, disappointing to me, by the way. <laughs> right. Like, that's Daggone it. Which brings me to one thing that I have to say about this game. And this may be a little bit of a spoiler alert for what we usually talk about later in the game. But this game would have been much better with some Dio 8-bit music. Yes. Than yes. The music that they had. <laughs> I agree. I will uh, and I will touch on that later and give a recommendation to what for what I actually did listen to during the playing this mm. game. But anyways, go go ahead. But the game was uh like I said developed by Irem had you play as the main character which is Randy which many think to be a homage to Randy Rhodes, the guitarist for Black or uh, I'm sorry, um, Ozzy Osbourne, as well as character names Zach, which many think to be Zach Wild, Ozzy, which many think to be Ozzy Osbourne, and Ronnie, which many think to be Ronnie James Dio, which happens to um, coincide with the. Uh, lead singer of the na- uh, and namesake of the band Dio, which um, initial album was called Holy Diver. Um, how about a little Dio uh, history? You oh, know, yeah. you know, you're, you know, you're Ronnie James Dio. I do not, but is this in the form of a quiz? Um, no, that's a no. But I was just that's gonna- okay. It's, it's gonna, no. Throw, I was going to say maybe, but I'm not going to pull. So did you know that he was allegedly offered a scholarship to the prestigious Juilliard School of Music? I did not know that. Uh, but he uh, turned it down because he was more interested in rock music. Actually went to the University of Buffalo and majored in pharmacology, where he played trumpet for the university's concert band, but only attended for a year. Because when you're interested, when you're more interested in rock music, what do you do with your life? Go into pharmacology. For go into pharmacology, exactly. So, um, he was also uh, his first band, the Vegas Kings. Interesting. And then he went into another band named Elf, which Elf opened for the band Deep Purple. And then him and the guitarist uh, Richie Blackmore from Deep Purple went on to create the band Rainbow. And after they busted up, he went on to be the lead singer for Black Sabbath. Um, and then I didn't know this. And was probably hated but... by everyone. <laughs> and point. then, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Black Sabbath also had a new drummer named Vinny Apice, 
And when Black Sabbath kind of, they left Black Sabbath, they, both him and Vinny Apias went on to um, form the band Dio. Now here's the thing. It's most interesting. Did you know that Ronnie James Dio is credited with the Devil Horns for metal? As really? Like the first one to do that and make that That's popular. That's pretty epic. I did not know that. Yeah. And un- unfortunately, Ronnie James Dio was uh, diagnosed with stomach cancer in 2009 and passed away in 2010. So... There you go. That's it for history tidbits and trivia for me. Oh, no, that's not it for history uh, tidbits and trivia. I do have to mention that the game was re-released in 2018. I was about to say. It did get a worldwide release. It's a worldwide release uh, in 2018, which is 29, 30 years, yeah, 29 years. Um after the uh, initial release from Famicom uh, by the by the company uh, Retrobit, um, it was limited to 2,900 copies. Uh, you had, it was $35 for the regular version or $60 for the collector's edition. My question about for you in this history is why do you think it wasn't released in North America? I couldn't find a good explanation for why I've got it was a couple never of, released. I've got two theories that kind of go, that may be a combination of. So one is I think there's too much like religious imagery. And we all know that that mm-hmm. was like a big no-no for Nintendo of America, right? I can think of many games where it's like, I don't know, maybe not the religious imagery. There's, there's too much like demonic, I guess, in this one. There's like skull. It just seems like... Some it just, the graphics of this game just seem too too much for Nintendo of America based on some of the other things that have gotten kicked back. You know, maybe they didn't want to make the changes to make it happen. I don't sure. Know. Uh, and then part mm-hmm. two of my theory, maybe it was just maybe a little bit too difficult because we were a bunch of pansies back in those days when it comes to playing video games. You know, I have a different theory. Okay, you want to hear my theory? Does that have something to do with Ronnie I James wanna, Dio? I want to. Well, maybe. I I want to say they were concerned about litigiousness. Okay. Like was maybe. was was there going to be a lawsuit? Like maybe they just kept it in Japan. Like no nobody would really. They felt like they weren't going to push the envelope too much. But if if they brought it to the U.S., maybe Ronnie James Dio, or even like Ozzy Osbourne would have sued for the use of their quote-unquote likeness. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. The world may never know truly yeah. why this game did not come out uh, yeah. in America. But it's out now, and nobody's being litigious over it now, right? Retro bit got it released. So. Well, they're all dead, but... Well, <laughs> Zach Wild Nazi's not dead. I'm surprised Ozzy's not dead. No, no offense to Ozzy or, or anything, and not to jinx him, but I mean, I, he's kind of like a, I guess uh, Keith Richards kind of figure. They're just not. He's just impenetrable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Coronavirus to get him. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, don't even mention it. Too many good ones have already <laughs> gone in the music world of music. 
Oh, I know. Joe Diffie. Joe Diffie. <clears throat> all right. Okay, I don't want to get well, all choked did up. You, did you find this game? Did you find it for your Famicom or for your... Uh, or did you get the re-release? Well... Now it's time for the thrill of 8-Bit Discovery with Michael's Quest to find the cart. So, um, uh, let's see, I was probably 12 years old. 12, 13. And, uh... I went to a record store. Uh, those of you out there who are younger than about, uh, let's see, about 25, if there's any of those listeners out Nobody, okay, who am I kidding? Nobody under 25 probably listens to this podcast. They don't even, you know, they're too young. They don't care. They're out there TikToking and whatever they do these days. <laughs> uh, but anyways, if you're, if you're younger than that, you may not know, but I went to a record store, right? This is a place where they used to sell music. Yes, that's right. Music used to be sold. Um, and not just given to you in, in your phone or whatever it is now. Uh, so anyways, I went there and, uh, I was flipping through the, uh, the records and the CDs and the cassette tapes. And, uh, I was, you know, I was like, oh, Metallica, Megadeth, ooh, Dio, Holy Diver. This looks like something for me. So I, I, uh, I get it out, uh, buy it, take it home, pop the record in and, it starts playing these weird messages, all right? Uh, I think I had the record set to backwards. And it told me to uh, go and check underneath the house. And I, when I did, I went went in the crawl space, and lo and behold, there was a copy of the game, Holy Diver, down there. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And I, I was like, whoa, this is, a, this is a game. It's a Japanese game. Uh, I don't even have a system that can play this. But I know it's a game because I've seen them before. But it's a weird shape; it won't fit into my Nintendo. Uh, so I never got to play it until until now. Yeah, how's that? All right, that's that's my quest. That's my quest. That's how it happened. Um, nope. Truthfully, uh, I never played this game until what? It was like last year, sometime or something. We were talking about an, we we're talking about what some other game. And somehow this game came up in conversation, and we we just realized yeah, that it was that. it existed, and we said, "Okay, that's it. It's going on the calendar. We got to play this game." Yeah, I remember talking about it. It's, um, I, you know, I just I, I I envisioned that somebody at Irem, somebody in Japan, was really in the heavy metal, like a, like American heavy metal, and but also into like Castlevania. Yeah, and we'll talk about we'll talk about it whenever we get to the game itself. But yeah, that's probably a pretty it's probably pretty accurate. I guess uh, you want to talk about the game? Let's do it. Time to dig in to some good old fashioned game discussion. All right, I'm guessing uh, you did not play this as a kid. No. No, you I didn't did fly to Japan and well, you know, I had that Famicom growing up, yeah. right? <laughs> no, I did not play this as a kid, okay? And right. I, I didn't either. And we usually start this off as, with the manual, but I could not find a manual. I couldn't find, find the manual, manual either. No, I tried, I couldn't find it. How sad! How sad! I know. Do they not? This may be the first time this has ever happened. Do they not have manuals in Japan? 
for their Famicom games? I, I don't Just know. Like, there has to be. I mean, yeah. There no there disclaimer. There should I don't have know. Been there's there's a box art. We got that, which is pretty awesome. It's pretty epic looking. It's really good. It really is a good box art. It's funny when you search Holy Diver, uh, like Famicom manual or something like that. A lot of what you get, uh, several things at the top of your search is how to play Holy Diver on guitar, <laughs> guitar and bass tabs. <laughs> so, well, might as well learn that while you're here. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? <laughs> you're not going to beat this game, I'll tell you that. No, my God. <laughs> so that's the thing about this game is the difficulty of this game. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, uh, I don't know. Okay, so there, yes, this game is difficult. Uh, spoilers for later, I found it to be a ton of fun, despite its difficulty. But there, it's weird the, the way the difficulty is, because it's not... It's not straightforward in in the... It's, I'm stumbling over my words because it's hard for me to describe. It's not difficult like you would think. It's not... Um, it's not like there's too many weird obstacles or like the controls are bad because the controls are good. Uh, the obstacles make sense. The enemies make sense. Mm-hmm. It's like there's... Uh, there's knockback. That's one thing that makes it difficult. But... Uh, the character moves pretty fast, really. It's, a, it's not the typical things you would think of to make it seem difficult, but it's it just is, you know? Yeah, it's like, it's very straightforward. It's not open-worlded or anything. It's just straight platforming. But the I, I think they spent a lot of time on the um, in, enemy design. Not just in like the sprite design, but just in the design of what these enemies do that makes this game pretty difficult. Yeah, there is a ton of variety to what the enemies do and they and the way they interact together sometimes makes for really difficult sections. Like there may be a jumping enemy while there's also an enemy that's shooting things down from the sky. So it's like you have to dodge the stuff coming down and then there's also an enemy that's just like jumping towards you. And maybe shooting fireballs or something. So there's just the the way the projectiles and the enemies are. It's like it's sometimes difficult. And your your like default weapon, your your default weapon is really bad. It, it doesn't do hardly any damage <laughs> to even just right. the simplest enemies. Which I think it's interesting how many um, bad guys are on the screen. And- at one time too like you can have so many enemies just like different enemies too on the screen at the at the same time it really almost pushes the processing limits of uh i guess the famicom yeah i mean i will i will hand it to this game as far from a technical standpoint it's it's kind of impressive really i mean it's so we kind of described it but it's basically a if you could take castlevania and um contra a little bit and maybe like some i would throw in a little bit of mega man and a little bit of uh sense off batman for the nes of course i say all these names of these games and people are probably thinking oh this is the best game ever which we'll get into that but uh 
it just takes a little a few elements out of a lot of different games like there's you get new weapons when you defeat enemies so it's like Mega Man kind of in that way uh, it felt a little bit like Sunsoft Batman in the way that the weapons worked uh, and the way you selected them kind of uh, mm-hmm. And then, of course, it looks and feels a lot like Castlevania. It's got the knockback, and, and the character kind of looks like um, the Belmont guy from Castlevania. But you don't use a whip. You use different kinds of magic. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. But I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll agree with you. I think there's a lot of, from a technical standpoint, this game's pretty impressive, really. Yeah, I mean, it really is, like, I mean, you know, you you said something that I was going to bring up, and I was going to bring it up at the, the kind of the graphics, and but the the character is like almost a more sophisticated Simon Belmont. From um, he he looks a lot like Simon Belmont, but um, actually a little better in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and that that was one of the things that really I think. Um, baffled me the most about this game was how graphically enhanced it was like they're the 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 bad guys the enemies there's so much detail just not not just like the boss at the end of the level but just like the regular old enemies that you face in the the throughout the level was really pretty impressive yeah i agree and it's like I agree, especially like you said, the Castlevania. It's hard not to compare this to Castlevania because it's so much, it's so similar. So, in doing so, yeah, other than maybe Castlevania 3, I think this game is better graphically than those games. Of course, it came out a little bit later, uh, but it's mm-hmm. definitely better graphically. I think it handles better in a way. Like, I think the controls are actually pretty good. The jump is a little bit finicky sometimes, especially when you're close to ledges. But it's a little bit faster than a Castlevania game. He the guy, the character moves a little bit faster, uh, and then the the backgrounds are pretty crazy, and it, it's definitely heavy metal inspired. I will, I will, we have to agree with that. I mean, it's got skulls and bones and spikes and all kinds of crazy stuff in it. But the uh, devil, yeah. it's got the devil. It's got a lot of the devil type stuff <laughs> in there. Uh, it's got like the some of the boss, like the boss of the first level is like this. Uh, it, it almost reminds me. You've seen Pan's Labyrinth. Oh yeah. Some of the, like some of like the enemy designs seem like they're straight up Guillermo del Toro or whatever his name is type designs. Because the the first boss guy is like this bearded half horse half man mm-hmm. with some weird horns, and then like the I think it's the second boss or maybe the third boss is this giant heart. Or something. I don't even know what it, is. it looks like. A giant heart just beating and pulsing. It. it I loved the graphics of this game. I, I hate to jump straight to graphics, but that was probably my favorite part about it. Yeah, you know what the first boss actually reminded me of? What's that? You know the little like woolly character. You know the book, the the children's book. Um, where the wild things are. Where the wild right? things. Yes, it is. Where the wild like things that. are. Yep. That's exactly what I, that you're you're exactly right. He does kind of remind me of that character. So, uh Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah, my internet was kind of crapping out there. Well, there's just a lot of people on the internet because of the virus. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you ever get on that internet? <laughs> 
All right. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So there's a, we'll just we'll just start. We'll talk a little bit more about the game. I hate doing this without the manual, but we'll we'll do our best. So there's six stages in total. There's a boss at the end of each stage, and every, after every boss you beat, you get a new power up, right? Mm-hmm. So after the first, I don't know how many stages you've made it through, but for me, I didn't get too deep into the game. But after the first stage, you get the freeze ability, and basically it just freezes everybody on the screen or the majority of enemies. It freezes them, and mm-hmm. it also turns lava into ice which makes for not only a cool weapon to use against the enemies but also a new platforming mechanic so it's almost got a little bit of a metroid mm-hmm. vibe to it too so that you can all of a sudden freeze the lava so that you can get across the lava which right mm-hmm. you know it's not to find secrets or anything it's you actually have to do it to get through the game which is pretty cool yeah i mean i thought that was a neat aspect of the game so um yeah i got through the first and basically got to the to the boss of the second um level and that was it there's no way i was going to get through six levels um with the level of difficulty which is probably the biggest probably downside to this game is that it was ridiculously hard yeah i i agree i think the uh See, that's, that's kind of my sh- biggest thing with the game, too. And, and when we get to our wrap-up, I'll probably mention it again. But this game was a... I found this game to be a lot of fun, right? And I wanted to make mm-hmm. it further and play more of this game, but I just couldn't because it was too difficult. So the first stage is actually pretty easy. You make the first stage. I, I really didn't have any trouble with it. But then all of a sudden, the second mm-hmm. stage, some of the platforming sections, like when you're trying to jump through these gaps with those, this enemies spitting stuff down at you and there's you have to make the jumps have to be kind of perfectly timed and you kind of you know and i use the freeze ability a lot as a crutch almost where i had to just freeze everything on on the stage and just run through it the best i could um until mm-hmm. i got to the point where you know like like you said you get to the boss you can't really do that anymore but the um yeah that, that's my thing like i really enjoyed this game when I was playing it, but it was just a little bit too difficult for me to make it far. And I, and I think that it's, I think that it's okay because this is one of those games where you could probably get pretty good at it and eventually make it past those. So like if you owned it as a kid or something, it would be something I wouldn't have other things pulling me away back then. You know, I would actually be able to sit down and focus and try to Mm -hmm. try to do better. Yeah, I agree. Um, which I read, I didn't beat the second boss, but I read how to beat the second boss. And it's actually fairly easy if you know this little trick, but apparently when he's forming, you can actually like jump and jump behind him. And then after you're behind him, you just basically shoot him until he's dead. Uh Uh-huh. I did not know that. I didn't try that. Yeah. So, um... But yeah, that's a little tidbit I did not know when I was playing, but I just read shortly before we um, commenced to do the podcast. But uh, yeah. Cool. I wish I would have known that. Uh, in addition to new attacks that you get from beating the enemies, there's also things you find throughout the stage that are like permanent power-ups of sorts. Like in the first mm-hmm. stage, uh, you get a 
I don't know if it's a bracelet or a headband or something that you can use to break blocks, which you'll need. Uh, then you can get some high jump boots, which make you, uh, which makes it easier to jump gaps, stuff like that. Uh, I think there's like a wizard staff or something that makes your magic. You only use like let you use less magic points per attack. Mm-hmm. And then I can't remember what else you, there is. I, of course, I didn't. I had to look these up because I didn't make it this far. But I think there's also maybe something that takes the damage and reduces your damage, just like a cape or something like that. Uh, and then there's also like heart jars you can find throughout the game that give you a little more life, and it's it's pretty cool. There's and there's one ups, of course. It's pretty cool that if you find this stuff, it's they're like permanent upgrades. You know, yeah. some games like this, mm-hmm. side scrollers, you you pick up something like that, like the cape that cuts the damage in half or whatever it is. Uh, mm-hmm. You pick up that, and it only lasts until you lose your life, and then you don't have it anymore. This game is it's basically anything you almost anything you pick up is like a permanent upgrade, which is I I really like that. It helped with the difficulty, even though mm-hmm. it wasn't enough for me. But it does, that does help with the difficulty, <laughs> right. you know. Didn't take it away. No, it dulls the pain. It just doesn't take it away. That's right. Much like uh, I feel like there's a Dio song that says that. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I've never really listened to a lot of Dio. Have you listened to a lot of Dio? Uh, I wouldn't say a lot. A lot is probably not uh, yeah. apt. I like I like a lot of Dio songs, but I, I generally listen to them as cover songs done by other bands. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like uh, I listened to a little bit of it, um, a little bit of Dio just for this podcast, and I was like, there were songs that I was like, oh, yeah, I like this song. But I didn't really ever equate it to like a Dio song, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. So. And that that's a good transition. What about the music in this game? So this is where this is where I have a problem with this game. The music was a downfall. Um it was like especially, and I think it's being played right now, but especially when you fight the boss in, in level one and two. Like the the music changes and there was these beeping noises. Yeah, and I was like, beeping noises. I kept, I kept thinking that my pager was going off. I was like, <laughs> is my pager going off? But it was just, it was the game. It I was kept like, thinking, I kept thinking maybe I had gotten his life down low enough. You know, sometimes you get those noises like that when the life gets low mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think I, th- some of the music wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But some of it just had a there was like annoying pieces to it, you know, like the beeping and like yeah, like chime weird chime noises and stuff. I just didn't it just did not work for me. I think it matched the game fairly well, but I think I was also really disappointed because the music in this game. I was expecting maybe at least an eight bit version of Holy Diver, but yeah, I was gonna say probably the. When you look at this game, a game that's loosely based on heavy metal, the last thing I would say that the worst part of the game was the music. Yeah. And that's what it was. I think the worst part of this game, even though the music in in some ways wasn't too bad, but it was the worst part of this game. The music in this game is not metal. It's, you know, right. I, I was kind of expecting it to be metal, but it's not metal. And I don't know why I was expecting it to be metal. Obviously, this game's not endorsed by Dio or anything. 
Um, but it's just, I don't know. I guess I expected it to, because of all the metal theming going on, I thought maybe it would be a little bit more metally than it was. Do you think it would have been like a, a big deal? Like to just throw Dio a few bucks and just get a little, you know, just play like some 8-bit D, uh, Dio music? Like, listen to this. Listen to this here. Yeah. That's 8-bit of the actual song Holy Diver. Yeah. I don't know. If, I think video game development costs back then were not quite what they are now. So I think it... Yeah, I think it probably would have been a little bit too much to ask to, to throw Dio some bones for the game. Yeah. Uh, but I will tell you. So... Um, let, me see if, let me see if I can do this. If I can throw it on the soundboard. But what I played... I went in search of some good 8-bit metal tunes, right? Because I thought, mm -hmm. I want this. I want to play this game to some 8-bit metal music. And so what I found out is, I don't know if you're familiar with the band In Flames. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a Swedish metal band. Well, they have an arcade, they call it the arcade version of their latest album. And it's basically a metal version of their latest ma album called I, The Mask. And mm -hmm. so I, uh, I just played that instead of, instead of, uh, the in-game music. Yeah. 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 You sent me that link, the, that they had released that, um, so I'm going to try to play a song here and see if it works. Let's see if you can hear it. Can you hear it? You hear that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now this makes for much better video game music if you ask me. For, they went with this game perfectly. I mean, can you imagine running through the stage to this instead of what was in the game? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Alright, alright. I don't want to get copyright strike or anything on our podcast. Uh, but I recommend, uh, I guess I'd recommend everybody go, uh, download that album and play it if you're going to play this game, because it, I'm telling you, it matched this game perfectly. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, what about other it's sounds and things? In general. Oh yeah. 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 Even the non arcade version is, is, is a good album. So I would, I recommend anybody listening to it just in, you know, the real album, not the arcade version. It's very, mm -hmm. um, I don't know how to describe it. It's Swedish metal for sure, but they don't really scream a lot, but it's kind of like, it's kind of uplifting at the same time. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird album, but I, I really like it. Yeah. It's a good album. Yeah. It's, a little, it's really good. Speaking of good albums, Tangent Alert. Wait, new wait, trivia wait, 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 album. wait, 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 wait. Tangent Alert. Yeah. New trivia album. New trivia album. album. 20 days wait. away. I can't wait. Yeah, I know. It's going to be so good. That It'll that be. song, Catastrophist, is awesome. I love it so much. Yeah. It just gets better every time and, I listen to it. And the, and the latest song, so they've released two songs off the album, and the latest song that they released, like um, What Dead Men Say, which is the title song, um, it's got like this, they're doing like the that, uh, I forget what you call it, where, where they like run the pick down the guitar string. The scrape or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
it sounds like they're shooting lasers in the song. Yeah. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I can't wait. Trivium, I, I, we've probably mentioned it on the show before, but Trivium is probably my favorite band right now. Yeah, like, mine too. I, I just love everything that they do. That last album was like, it was, I loved them like when they, that last album came out. And then when we went and saw them in concert, it was just like game over. Like, yeah, I started exactly. listening to all their albums again. And it was just like, oh man. Yeah. And that last album, it was kind of a slow burn for me because I was a big fan of, uh, I like the In Waves album and then the Silence in the Snow. I really like both of those. And then the one, the, I forget what the name of it is now. The, the one that's got the heart for me. The right? Sin and the Sentence. Yeah, The Sin and the Sentence. When that one came out, I was really kind of disappointed at first, but it was just like a slow burn. Like songs mm-hmm. would keep popping up on my playlists for that album. And then eventually that one is just right up there. Some one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm a sh- I have a feeling that this latest, this next one coming out, is going to do the same thing. It's probably going to, it's probably going to come out. I'm probably going to think eh, it's okay. And then slowly, but surely it's going to just keep getting in my brain, you know? Yeah. We will see. We will see. All right. Well, I would say we'd, I'd like to see him live again, but, uh, who knows when that's going to be. <laughs> that may never happen ever again. There may never be another concert. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So. Okay. Well, the, I guess that pretty much covers most of the most of the game. We didn't talk about other sound effects, but I mean, really, they're just kind of your basic sound right. effects. Right. There's nothing, nothing nothing to write home about. No. Uh, we didn't really we talk already, about the backgrounds. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. We talked about the graphics a little bit, and I kind of mentioned them, but we didn't really talk about them. So, so what do you think about them? Yeah. They're good. I, I mean, they're kind of very Castlevania X esque, I guess you could say. The first level is like almost like you're in a church, like a darkened church. Like you have like the stained glass windows, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought they were like actually pretty well designed and pretty well thought out for a game that already has so much graphically. Yeah, I go back to uh, I go back to what I said earlier. I think it's the graphics are probably one of the best parts about the game. Yeah, agreed. Okay, well, I guess let's wrap it up then. Uh, but first, to to wrap up the game discussion, we need to know: is it worth it? So we got to know how much it goes for. Oh. Well, it's kind of hard to say. So, if you want the Famicom version, uh, it's going to be about seventy-five bucks for just the cart, and about okay. two hundred for like cart and everything. So, um, now if you could, if you wanted the the re-release, um, hold on a second, let me pull this up. Yeah, so the re-release came out at thirty-five dollars, right? But how well and did now, that price hold up? If you want, let's say I'm guessing collector's since, edition, I'm guessing anywhere from eighty a, to hundred and ten, it looks like. Yeah, I figured since it was a basically a repro card, right? That it would probably be cheaper, but maybe not. 
I bet you could get a pretty you good can, re- repro of this if you want, instead of going with the Famicom version. Yeah, a repro looks like it's about 40 bucks. Yeah. I mean, that would be the way to go, really. I don't generally recommend doing repros, but uh, because you never know what you're going to get. You know, because it's basically somebody yeah. flashing a cart and then sending it to you. But, uh, you know, in the case of this game, you can't really get an NES version of it any other way, right? Right. I mean, the, the collector's right. edition re-release was probably basically a repro, so I, you know. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's kind of a steep price. Yeah, it is, it one, is pretty steep. It's one of the better games we've played in... Yeah, I mean, it, if it was like 25, I would say definitely. 40, mm, it's steep. This is hands down the best Famicom, Famicom exclusive game that we've covered. What's that? This is hands down the best Famicom exclusive game that we have covered on the show. Is this, isn't this the only Famicom exclusive? Yeah, yeah I mean, it is, but... My statement still stands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it's worth it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say it's not, really. <laughs> I mean, so what price are we going with? The $40 repro price? Is that what we're going to go with? Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. I just, it's a good game. It really is, but this still seems a bit steep. All things considered, it's not I mean, far think from of, the thirty-five dollar re-release price, though. That's true. I mean, it's not really gone up in price, but I mean, think about some of the other games. Like, how much does Castlevania Three go for these days? Because that's a, Castlevania Three is a similar game, but it's way better. Let's look it up. Dracula's Curse, loose price of about twenty-seven dollars. Yeah. So I mean, I, unfortunately, Holy Diver just does not stack up to other games that are cheaper for me. Yeah, I guess I have to agree with that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'll be starting the, the uh, Loudoun County debate team here before too long. Well, just, just, just play it. uh, Demo version. Yeah. Demo version is probably definitely the way to go for this game. And you really don't have to feel bad about it because you know, up until 2018, you, there's no other way you could have done it. Right. Although I will say that the fan, I think the Famicom version of this game is in English, or there's at least a lot of English in it. So, for that's kind of strange, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, do you have any? Is it what do we do? Trophies next. Trophies it is. I think we do trophies. You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. Oh yeah. Do you have any retrofitted trophies? Or do we have any from the do you have any? Or do we have any from the listeners? Yep, I have a few. Are they Dio songs? They're not Dio songs. <laughs> okay. All right. You want to go first? Um, sure. I can go first. Because uh, mine are Dio songs. 
And my first one is Rainbow in the Dark. Okay. And that is Become a Dragon. Because we forgot to mention this, but you can become a dragon in this game. Oh, uh, yeah. I like yeah. it. Uh, and uh, Becoming a Dragon is like it's like a rainbow in the dark. Yeah. That was not a very good joke. I get it. I'm sorry. You don't have to. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to pretend that, like it was good or anything. <laughs> All right. My my first one is where the wild things are, and that is beat the first boss because I think he looks like a character from that book. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, my next one is uh, Stand Up and Shout. And that is Obtain the Jump Boots. You like Stand Up and Shout? That's a pretty good song, actually. You're ca- Unfortunately, my internet's being screwy, so I didn't, I didn't catch that. You didn't catch the trophy at all? No, not at all. Okay, well, it was Stand Up and Shout, and that is Get uh-huh. the Jump Boots. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, my next one is The Root of All Evil. And that is Beat the Second Boss. Because he looks like a, just a bunch of roots from a tree. <laughs> yeah, all right. Not bad. I can agree with that. All right. Um, my next one is All the Fools Sailed Away. And that is Defeat All the Enemies and Beat the Game. Nice. Uh, my last one is Devil Danced, and that is Beat the Game. And that is not a tribute to any metal song like Metallica's Devil's Dance. It is to Joe Diffie, who we lost to the coronavirus. Oh, man. Hey, you know who else we lost to the coronavirus? Which I'm sure you, you, may, you may or may not care, uh, but I do. It's the lead singer of Fountains of Wayne. I did see that. Stacy's mom. And uh Isn't that terrible? That is terrible. He also wrote that song from that Tom Hanks movie, That Thing You Do. That was a really good song and he wrote that one. So sad. Uh that's all the trophies I have. The listeners have some trophies. You want me to read some of them all? The D-Patters have trophies. Justin must not be able to hear me as usual because uh, the internet connection is bad, so I'll go ahead and continue. Uh, Andrew Coed says, Dio de los Muertes. And to get that trophy, you just have to die. Which is an easy trophy to get. Uh, I earned that trophy a lot. Uh, Stephen Kai... Kieri uh, is not a trophy, but he did say he's going to try to clear this game without dying in a speed run for Halloween this year. Uh, wow. I say I would like to see that. Uh, Christopher Kellogg says, Ride the Tiger. Start Dio's album Holy Diver and speed run the game. Finish the game before the album finishes. I like that. I don't know if that's possible, but uh, I like that. How long is the album? Mm, I don't know, probably about an hour, maybe. Because the speed run that I saw on YouTube was 23 minutes. Okay, so that's possible for sure then. 
Yeah. If you're yeah. really good. Yeah. Okay. Gabe Van Gilder says Dio rejoices, and that is beat Holy Diver. And then nice. Josh Dykeman says the last in line. Beat the game on your final continue and final life. Nice. Also, Sacred Heart, a no-death run of the game. And then Time to Burn, speed run of the game. Looks like everybody else took took my same path uh, using some Dio songs yeah, as their like trophy it. guide. Although, I must say, everyone else did better than me, as usual. But that's okay. I guess I'm just, creative. I'm just not as clever as uh, our listeners, which is a, which is fine. I like having good creativity in our listeners. I know. You know I like that. Yeah, I know you love it. Yeah, cool. Thanks. All right, let's give this game a rating. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. All right. How are we going to rate this game? Hmm. Let's see. Um. This is a tough one. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, how about, um. Type of virus. Ooh, timely. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, let's hear it Dr. Man let's see I'm gonna go with the regular coronavirus one of the other species that we have that aren't uh, COVID-19 although you, you did bring up a good point we don't need to put the 19 yeah we don't need the right 19 now. we know which COVID you're talking about okay <laughs> But I'm going to say one of the other coronaviruses, because while it makes you feel bad, it's not as good as the others, which I think this game is, while it's really good, it's probably not as good as Castlevania. Yeah, uh, that's good. That's, that's a good, uh, that's a good one there. I'm going to go with, uh, hmm, I don't know, I don't know a lot of viruses, What's a, I, I always get, I always yeah. get, I always get, try, I have trouble with viruses versus like infections and stuff. We've got, uh, influenza. We've got, um, I don't think I would put this one on the level of influenza. Adenovirus. I don't know what that like, is. Is that one like it gets your tonsils? Sore throat. Yes, it causes a little sore throat, a little runny nose, maybe. What about strep? And, is that a virus? And it's a bacteria. Dang it. See, I told you I get them mixed up. That's why I'm an engineer and not a doctor, okay? <laughs> I can tell you the difference between clay uh, and silt, but I can't tell you the difference between bacteria and a virus. What about a uh, a rhinovirus? Hmm, that sounds ferocious. It's a, it's a common cold. Okay. I, I can think of a few non-family-friendly ones. <laughs> a computer virus oh yeah i didn't even think of that how how about we just we just take a minute i'll just google viruses top 10 viruses <laughs> there you go i like it norovirus a little, a little diarrhea and vomiting mm, okay 
Let's see the best viruses. And um, if you really wanted to get exotic, you could do like a um, Ebola, which is a virus. Okay, I got one. I'm going to go with rabies. <laughs> rabies, huh? Yeah, yeah, we're going with rabies. This game is rabies because, um, you know, you get it, and you get this game, you pop it in, and it makes you a rage. Because <laughs> <laughs> like it. it's so difficult. There we go. Well, fun fact about rabies virus. It used to have, used to have 100% mortality. One woman survived rabies. So there you go. Huh. Okay, that's that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. All right. So next up on the we're getting near the end of the podcast here, uh, but we still we got to get that feedback. That's right. It's time for D Patter feedback. Because when you're a D-patter, you're a D-patter for life. All right. So on the Facebook feedback, we've got Gabe Bangilder who starts us off with awesome. And then he says, I swear you covered this already. And then you said we talked about it but didn't cover it. Jay Jorgensen says, Dio! With three exclamation marks. Uh, Tyler Jones says, never played it. Does it involve swimming? Interesting. I don't get that. I don't, I don't either. Oh, Holy Diver. Yeah, that, like a diver uh, in the water. Yeah. Yeah. And then Timmy Max says, never tried this one. And then he put up a, a gif of, uh, Ronnie James Dio dancing around. Andrew Zeismer. Uh, says this game was hard we played it on the channel very recently and it chewed us up and spit us out paul and i stood no chance that being said the music was great the graphics were beautiful controls at times were a bit shoddy especially in stage four where precision jumping is essential but other than that this is a pretty good great game and then aaron hickman says yes holt controls and enemy ai in this game uh, was not the best, sadly, but otherwise a fun game. So Andrew actually takes the the music was great route here, where we kind of disagreed. Yeah, I think so. But uh, shout out to Power Trip Gaming anyways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Aaron Hickman says, Hold me closer, Holy Diver. Count my hit points as they drain away. Okay. And John Juan Zrostlik, I hope I pronounced your name at least semi-correctly. Just, Sorry, uh, John. Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Yeah, that's true. Jay-Z. Uh, always heard about it, and it looks cool. Maybe I will try it someday. All right, and that's it for the Facebook feedback. Okay, we've got a little bit of feedback elsewhere. Uh, we have an email from, Ooh. take a while, I guess. Ballard. Ryan Ballard, that's right, buddy. All right, Ryan Ballard says, <laughs> I'm glad you guys are back. So I never heard of this one, and I checked it out on YouTube. Frankly, I feel a, I feel a bit conflicted. It seems to have everything I'd want in a game and has a bit of a contravania feel. But it didn't... Hold on. I need glasses, apparently. I can't see. 
but it didn't seem to grab me in a very as a very interesting game on the whole. So I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Uh, Ryan, it I mean you can base what everything we've said so far, but if you're a Castlevania kind of guy, it definitely has a Castlevania feel, but it's not on the level of a Castlevania. So if you need a Castlevania-esque game because you're you just can't get enough, then uh, go for it. But uh, I guess with a word of warning there. Right. Now we have count counting them. We have one, two, three, four. We have five voicemails. Of those five voicemails, how many do you think are legit and how many do you think are blank? One legit. You think we, you wow, you think we actually have one legit one? Wow. Twenty percent, yeah. You're guessing better than me. My percentage was definitely much lower, more like zero <laughs> percent. <clears throat> but let's find out. Oh yeah. Stupid. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> I forgot it just <laughs> I forgot the new I remember last time I did this and it had like the new the new iPhone update and just totally messed everything up. Oh yeah. It takes me like four clicks to get to it. Oh, this one's five seconds long. So this, I'm sure this is something. Nope. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't I say I was going to screen these? What happened to me? Yeah, but I think it's better this way. You sure? We're going to have to offer some really hilarious commentary uh, during all this. Let's get to the next one. I'm working on it. This was this was this one's gonna be sound. This one's gonna be big. This is gonna be epic. This is gonna be an epic one here. Okay. I think it's gonna be an epic one. Yeah. Okay. This one's three seconds of dead air. All right. All right. Even See, I told you it was gonna be epic. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was even less epic than the last one. The last one's at least five seconds of dead air. <laughs> this one's three. I don't know if it's dead air. I think the last time was actually better. Maybe, maybe what we should do, and that one's four seconds of dead air. Okay, new game, okay? <laughs> okay. You ready? Uh, the next one, yep. okay, this one is, you need to guess how many seconds of dead air it is. And if you get it right, I'll play, a, I'll play a sound. Six seconds. Okay, let's, let's find out. No. Hold on. I'm still listening to Dead Air. Okay. Speaking of Dead Air. Was it really six seconds? No. That was that was the no. negative sound. You got that. Oh, here. I should play this. All right. Oh. Okay. Next. Okay. One more left. How many seconds of Dead Air is this one? Four. Oh, snaps. This one's 12 seconds long. Hold on. This might be something. (laughs) Nope. 12 seconds of dead air. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I've got, I've got one more game to play with you before we wrap up. Okay. Okay. It's another, all you got, it's another guess the numbers. Okay. Okay. That's all. All right. This one is how many listeners did we just lose? Seventeen. Correct. <laughs> Seventeen <laughs> listeners gone. Yeah. All right. So, 
All right, that's it, I think. Uh, if you enjoyed this show, uh, I don't know how it's possible, but if you did, then <laughs> might I recommend you go give us an iTunes review. Uh, and if you enjoy uh, this show so much that you want to give us money, uh, feel free to head on over to patreon.com slash bitbros, or no, Bitbrothers Network, I think. I should probably look that up. Uh, that you would make a donation to our show and the Genesis Gems because we are our powers combined with them. Um, let me also say though, if you're like having hard times and stuff because of all this that's going on in the world, uh, we right, totally yeah. understand. Please do not think you need to donate to us for that sort of during you know prioritize. You know we're we're low yeah. on the totem pole. I mean, obviously we can only release one episode a month right now. So, uh, you know, put us low on your totem pole. Uh, but anyways, if, if you do, if you're one of those fortunate few, like, like myself and Justin, they're still, still working and you want to help us keep the, keep these shows going. That's patreon.com slash bit And that helps us keep putting out Genesis gems and two dudes and NS shows, as well as the monthly roundup show, which we promise will be coming back. Hopefully, uh, early April. Uh, yes, sir. That's all I got. Absolutely. So shout out to the Wee Dude so. for the music, Wee Guy on YouTube, and uh, the Fox Dude for the awesome logo. Yep, and you can always find go to the Bit Brothers community page on Facebook, where we'll be taking feedback and everything from here on out, and you'll get the latest news. Uh, about the podcast, uh, us and Genesis Gems, as well as the monthly show that Mike uh, just said will be coming back soon. Be sure to answer the questions when you go to add yourself to the group. There are just a few questions. We just do that just to make sure there's no spammers and stuff in there. Um, you don't even have to answer them. Just answer. I mean, just give it any kind of answer, really. We just we're just we just screen to make sure there's not weird robots and spammers coming in the group. So. We've had a few All people right. not answer the questions lately. That's the only reason I mentioned it. All right. If you want to call us and leave us varying seconds of dead air that Justin can guess, yes. uh, then that number is 775-7-RETRO-1 or 775-773-8761. And uh, be sure to, you know, vary it up. You know, he's Justin likes to guess four, five, and six seconds, but if we get a good... 45 second empty call he'll never be able to guess it right or you could just leave it like maybe like a, a short message at the end of that 45 second call yeah to make exactly. us play a bunch of dead air to get to your right and then but fortunately truncate silence will just take it all out <laughs> so nobody ever probably, yeah. nobody ever probably hear, hears the dead air right right let's hope right. not maybe no i don't know we've been listening to a lot of it Ooh. Some people, right. some people might even say that this podcast in general is just a bunch of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's enough of that. Yeah, I think I need to go to bed. All right. Here comes the uh, music for the next game, and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.